Okay. All right. Welcome to the Cedar Log. This week we have our guest, Section Chief of NE5, Mike Fowler. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for inviting me on to this. No, we love having people here. It's, you know, such a, a, a unique experience to get to interview and learn more about different people and, you know, share the world with how, you know, people that they don't get to talk to very often are. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to just jump into the questions, you know, it's just the easy thing to do. So let's start off. What's your hometown? Yeah, so I'm from uh, northern New Jersey, the greatest state in all of the 50. Um, Sparta, New Jersey. So one of the northernmost towns uh, in the greatest state. Judging how you're like from northern New Jersey, are you like a New York fan of like sports and stuff? Like a Yankees fan? Yeah, I have the unfortunate burden of being a Jets fan. Oh, and, that's uh, disgusting. Yeah. No, yeah. It's it's rough. But I have the Yankees. So. I, I thought being a Birds fan was bad, man. No, you got it w way worse. Yeah, it's Jets, Yankees, and Devils. So really a whole lot of nothing. But. <laughs> uh, what about your scouting career? When did you begin scouting? So I began scouting uh, with both of my brothers when I was Bobcat. So when I was uh, kindergarten, first grade. Since then, you know, I've my dad's been my cup, one of my leaders ever since. He was my cub master. He's my scout master now, and I've just been really going up with my brothers. Uh, I crossed over when I was eleven, going into sixth grade, and uh, you know, served in multiple positions in my troop, and now moved up to my current state in scouting, which is a lot, but it's, I mean, this organization's one of the greatest ones I've ever been a part of. And I just want to, you know, give the opportunity to make sure as many people as possible can join this organization that's given all of us so much. So just for reference, how old are you now? You know, you're, you're you know, you're doing all this like crazy stuff. How old are you? So um, I'm 17 right now. Uh, my birthday is in two weeks, my 18th birthday. So I'm a senior in high school, actually going to uh, Penn State this fall. So there we go. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be at main campus this fall. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm at our satellite campus. I'm trying to go up to Maine next semester too, so maybe I'll see you there. You know, come come to a football game with me and some guys. You know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so you know, let's backtrack outside of scouting once again. You know, uh, what's your favorite place to go outside of scouting, though? Yeah. So outside of scouting, this is kind of really still a basic scouting answer, uh, but really just the hikes. I love with my friends and my family going on hikes around the state parks by our house. And besides that, um, active, I do the lights for my school play and that's a relatively mellow place to be. That's kind of relaxing. That's actually what I have in about an hour and a half. So yeah, I mean, obviously I'm a, I'm a scout. I'm going to love the outdoors and that's really where I spend a lot of my time is just hiking in the calm, the calmness of outside kind of, you know, getting all the problems off of your chest, screaming into the woods. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I've done a fair share of screaming, you know? Um, so what is, uh, you know, what about like an embarrassing story from your scouting career that, you know, you don't want to share with people? We ask so, pressing questions here, you know? <laughs> so this is actually a story I tell often. It's, um, hilarious so i was running for spl in my troop and as far as i knew i was running unopposed because i was an spl and i was like 
moving up to SPL. Uh, but then some one of my brother's friends came up to me before the election and told me that he was going to run just so he could put it on his college app that he was elected senior patrol leader. But immediately after he won the election, he abdicated the position to me. So I actually never won an FPL election. Uh, it was I assumed the office after somebody ran and quit and within a span of two minutes. Uh, so yeah, my um, that annoyed my dad, who was scoutmaster at the time. But I thought it was hilarious, and so, I, mean, so, I, so I find it kind of an embarrassing one. But. Can you not put that you were elected senior patrol leader on your college resume, though? I put that I served a senior patrol leader. I can't put elected. <laughs> you got to just work around whatever way possible, you know? Yeah, it's it's complicated. So as someone who's, you know, from northern New Jersey, like you said, I know there's a lot of great scout camps up there. Have you ever worked on camp staff? Yeah, so I actually worked at camp staff at uh, Camp Alamucci or at Mount Alamucci Scout Reservation, which is the site of our upcoming conclave. And, uh, you know, shameless conclave plug right here. Uh, it's a beautiful camp with an amazing program that's going to have an amazing conclave hosted by uh, my home lodge, Wapalani, who's going to put on an amazing event. So for all the listeners of the Cedar Log, uh, I highly recommend that you sign up for this conclave. If we hit a certain number, you can throw me in a dunk tank, pie me in the face, along with the rest of the section officers, Carson and Matt. So if you want to see us embarrass ourselves, the only way you can do that is if you sign up for conclave. So... Yeah. Well, I guess I got to plug my lodge too, going to Conclave. So if you are part of Unami Lodge 1 and you want to go to Conclave, I'm pretty sure they have incentives like shaving people's head again this year. Sign up for Conclave. Okay, now that I've made some of my friends happy that are going to, you know, oh, yeah, you plug Conclave. And I know I'm, you know, we're not going to talk about if I'm going or not, you know, it's whatever. Um, so like you said, you're a part of camp staff. You know, how long have you worked camp staff? Uh, so I started working camp staff when I was 14 as a CIT. Uh, my last year was last year. So I, I'm not serving on camp staff this year uh, for other scouting conflicts that I have over the summer. But I did work on there for technically four years, really only three because of COVID. But um, yeah, another shameless plug. I can't work on camp staff last year because of NOAC. So sign up for NOAC. It's an amazing event. Thousands of airmen all across the country coming to one central location at University of Tennessee. So, you know, it's going to be an absolutely unforgettable weekend. It was one of the best weeks of my life when I went in 2018. Kyle, I, I know I'll see you there. But, uh, I'm, I'm hypothetically going. I don't really know the logistics. You know, I'm a college student now. So, you know, m money is, you know, an issue, you know, it's, it's, whatever. it's not too far of a drive. I mean, Penn State has its own airport. So I was just going to walk, actually, you know. Oh, no. Yeah, it works, too. Uh, that being said, if you're part of Unami Lodge 1 and you want to go to NOAC, I think we have like a couple spots left at the time of recording. You should go to NOAC. Shameless plug. I'm getting paid nothing for this. Um, <laughs> this is unfortunate. <laughs> uh, so what about your, your uh, history in the Order of the Arrow after all of our shameless plugs? Uh, when was your ordeal and how was it? So I got inducted in June of 2017. Uh, and it was... I know a lot of people have these war stories from their ordeal, like, oh, it hailed, it was literally raining cats. But um, my weekend was, like, beautiful. It, I, and I feel bad saying that because so many people didn't, weren't given the opportunity to have it that way. But I, I enjoyed, well, it was a beautiful weekend at my ordeal. My night under the stars was, you know, relaxing and warm. 
And the service I was doing was fun and able to give back to not my the camp I worked at, but another camp I am at often. So, yeah, it's it's been about four years since five years now, geez, since I got inducted. But it was a really an unforgettable weekend. I heavily enjoyed it. All right. So I guess it's your fault that my ordeal poured the entire weekend. <laughs> like it, it like downpour the entire weekend outside. So I'm going to blame you, Mike. Okay. No, that's, yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how did you get first? How did you first get active in the Order of the Arrow? And what positions did you hold? So when I was when I got inducted in June of 2017, the weekend chair for that event was actually one of my good family friends that went to high school with me. So that was why I went to that ordeal specifically. But from there, they introduced me to the lodge chief at the time. And I just started, you know, I went to my first LEC. I was going to my first LLD and I was just having a lot of fun and enjoying it. And really, at that point, I hadn't thought about a position uh, until, and I love telling this story too. Our large, our lodge secretary at the time was Derek Porter, and um, I was playing Fortnite with him one January evening when he asked if I would consider running for lodge secretary. To which I said yes. Uh, so I ran unopposed for lodge secretary that May, and uh, I was unopposed, so I won. Uh, it would be sad if I didn't. But then. <laughs> Later that year, uh, one of our officers got removed from office, our vice chief of lore or uh, ceremonies. So I ran and filled that position. And then I was elected vice chief of program that next June at our lodge elections. Served in that position for a full year, as well as, you know, weekend chair uh, and a slew of other LEC and troop positions. And um, then the next year was when I was elected lodge chief. And then that August lodge secretary. Um, so that was... That was a big year. That was 2020. It was Lodge Chief, Section Secretary, and I got my Eagle and my Vigil. So, or no, Vigil was 2021. But it was kind of a kind of a big year. Uh, but I I was reelected as Lodge Chief, but unfortunately I had to step down because I was elected Section Chief. So it's been a long road, but, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun. I, I've enjoyed every position I've had the opportunity to serve in, even VCL, which I was for about two and a half months. So you've just like been around the block consistently, man. I've been like chapter chief for two years, history committee chair for two years, and that's it. Nothing else. Dang. That that's that's a but that's a ooh, in none of my positions I started a podcast, so you always have that. <laughs> hey man, I, I I'm gonna say it. I have one up on Mike Fowler, the section chief, you know. Man, I'm gonna come for the national chief next, be like, I have one up on you, you know. How many, how many podcasts have you started, you know? <laughs> I think you just automatically win. I think that's in the rules. I if mean, you have a podcast, you're national chief. You have played Fortnite with the Derek Porter, you know, <laughs> who, who's been on the Cedar Log before. You know, you've played Fortnite with him. That's, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> so what about being a section chief? You know, what, what, uh, what really made you want to run for section chief? And, you know, what, what was your path like? Yeah. So um, when I was elected section secretary, uh, when Derek was reelected section chief, I just I, I got the opportunity to kind of see what everything looked like from a section level, uh, go to lodge events and interact with arrowmen who I haven't met before because they weren't from my lodge and really just see the way that Derek was able to really impact the lives of people and how he continued to do that as national chief. 
So when I was at my virtual and in-person events uh, for other lodges that I was invited to leading up to last year's conclave, I kind of just started saying like, oh, I want to I want to be able to lead this section. You know, I want to I want to make people in this section feel more welcome, feel more involved with the section as a whole and to really connect with people from other lodges, because that's really one of the main functions of what a conclave is, is the brotherhood among the section. Um, so I ran for section chief in June and won. And um, now I'm happy to say I'm still serving in that role. I've been able, I was invited to many events over this fall and uh, every single one of them I would describe as life-changing. I mean, I saw you at uh, with the Unami Fall Fellowship event. Uh, I was able to go through a haunted house at a Japichan event. Um, that was interesting. But yeah, it's just been, it's been a difficult position, but also the most fun position that I've ever had the opportunity to serve on. And, um, you know, I was supposed to, as a section chief, you're supposed to fly to the national planning meeting every December. And I was excited to do that. And then the day before I tested positive for COVID. So, you know, that was kind of a upsetting moment. But even without that trip to Tennessee, uh, this position has been extremely fun, extremely fulfilling. I highly recommend it or recommend any section position, lodge position to anyone who is debating whether or not they want to get involved in the OA. I absolutely think that you should. I absolutely think you'll come out a well-rounded person on the other end, able to public speak and lead and everything. So I highly recommend Kyle, you can probably say the same thing. So oh, it's yeah. a very, very fulfilling experience. I, I love public speaking now. I used to hate it when I was a kid, but now I'm like, I love putting like my, I call it my onstage face and I'm just like, Oh, hi, how are you doing? I love talking to people, you know, so I, I love it. Um, you just talked about how much like being a section chief is so great and you love it. And you know, you love how you're making people happy. Do you have like a specific moment that you've like just cherished so much as a section leader? So that's a, that's kind of a difficult question. Um, I, I definitely know there are a few, but just really the most fulfilling experience I've had so far is the friends that I've made since I was elected section chief. Some of them, I think you probably know Matt and Carson are two of my good friends now, uh, as well as a lot of the lodge chiefs, really all of the lodge chiefs who I've gotten very close to. But I would say there isn't any one specific event. Just interacting with Unami or interacting with Japichin, with, with Toximin is, um, is just an amazing, amazing experience to be able to, you know, see their reactions and see their faces light up at a lodge event. And uh, I, I guess I do have to say at the Wataksman Lodge banquet earlier this year, I was able to see the first event for the new Eastern Region Chief, as well as a lot of bingo. So I did play a lot of bingo at that banquet, and it was very fun. But uh, yeah, it's, there's definitely been a lot of fulfilling experiences over the past now, what, seven months. So yeah, it's, it's been fun. I've been able to interact with a lot of people. So I'll tell you right now, right, at my Penn State campus, like every like two weeks, there's like a bingo event and everybody goes. So I hope when you go to Maine, you know, go to every single bingo event. I'm not even kidding. I, I've gone to so many of them and won so much stuff at this point. It's going to pay my college tuition off, you know. <laughs> I'll just put keep them in my calendar right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every bingo event you can find. That's, that's a good tip for any college student out there. Go to bingo. 
Um, so regarding like this past year and so far as you've been section, section chief, how's, how do you think it's gone so far? You know? So I, um, I do think it's uh, been a very successful term for me, Matt and Carson. Uh, so one of the main things that we have been able to do is something, I don't know if you've heard of light the fire. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, the, the event that us sec formerly any six B and formerly any one are putting on a joint training series between the three of us reaching people from across the region, really across gateway as well. And that's been, I feel one of the most successful things that we've done this term. Uh, and on top of that, for the first time in a while, we started implementing conclave vice chiefs, which gives more people the opportunity to serve planning a conclave on the section level. Uh, we have four CBCs that are all um, overseeing respective parts of conclave, such as the trading post and shows and things like that. So I, I feel that that's a really big step in the right direction in terms of making our conclaves the best that they can possibly be is getting more people involved who could potentially have that experience and become a section officer so that they can make those conclaves better and interact with the host lodge uh, in order to make sure that their planning and our planning are working so this conclave can be the best that we've ever had. And uh, we do have a registration goal of 500, which is 50 more than we had last year. So I'm, I'm confident that we can get there. I hope you'll be promoting too with me. Because I know a lot of my life in the next four months is going to be conclave. So it's, yeah, I, I do feel that this term has been successful. Uh, uh, my goals when I was elected were to get more people involved. And I just, I do feel like we're on, we're on the path of doing that. So, you know, I would, I would rank this uh, term so far in A, I think. Hey, I, I, I like to hear that. I, I like knowing that, you know, our session is doing good. Uh, on the other hand, for anyone counting, we've now had a total of three conclave plugs from both Mike and my, myself combined. <laughs> I'm a Can we get to four? <laughs> um, so once again, regarding, you know, the section, do you have like a accomplishment that you've been really proud of? You know, you just talked about how you added uh, vice chiefs for conclave itself. Is that, you know, something that is that your proudest thing you've done so far? So I would say in terms of conclave, that's one of the things that I was most proud of implementing uh, is those CBCs and the committees that are serving underneath them. Really, what honestly, I find the successful term in just how I interact with. I know I'm plugging a lot of how I'm interacting with people, but in all seriousness, it is a very significant part of being a section chief and it is a very significant part of what I have been doing for the past seven months. And really just, I, I really judge the success of this term on the number of people that I've been able to talk to, the number of arrowmen in this section that I've been able to interact with, to learn more about, to make relationships with. And I do feel that between myself, Matt, Carson, uh, our conclave chair, Connor, that's four by the way, uh, and our CBCs, I do feel that the section leadership has been very, transparent and has been very visible to the lodges in the section and and starting those conversations of what would you like to see a conclave what would you like to see at NOAC what would you like to see from the section in terms of helping you so I do feel that with all of that feedback we have been able to provide a lot of those um, uh, items to those lodges uh, such as providing live streams to Black Eagle from our like the fire sessions uh, Yoka who came up for a NLS a couple weeks ago so I do feel that my 
best accomplishment ongoing would be just making relationships with airmen who I wouldn't have met otherwise. Like, you know, every really everyone in the OA for the most part is somebody I wouldn't have met otherwise. So really just talking with people, you know, enjoying our events together. No, yeah, I, I completely understand that. I love talking to people and getting, you know, to know people more and see how many people you just come to our events and anything, just, you know, see the joy and how much people are involved just like us. It's just a great feeling to be around people who just share some common interest. Uh, but looking into the future, I know you said you're six, seven months into your term, you know, we're, we're you know, over the hump, as we say. Uh, what's your vision for the rest of the section, you know, going forward till your term's over? So, I mean, number one, of course, and I'm sorry, I'm going to have to make it a fifth, uh, is making sure that our conclave is the absolute best that it can be. Um, and with Connor's help, with our CVC's help, with Matt and Carson's help, I do feel that we're going to succeed in that. We're going to reach our registration goal of 500. But beyond that, going to our other event that we have coming up, our ACT conference, or our section leadership conference, conference, sorry, which is an opportunity for any airmen in the section to come and receive training from section officers from across the region, from adult leaders from across the region, within the ACT material, which is, you know, uh, adapt, collaborate, thrive in terms of per, uh, making high-performing lodges or giving you the tools to become a high-performing lodge. And then we have our section content, which are typical uh, building a communications team, graphic design, how to work with your advisor, trainings like that, as well as just giving you the opportunity to converse with people that are in similar positions to you who may be going through different issues than you are in your home lodges. So those are the two main events that are on top of my priority list from now through the end of the year. Uh, beyond that, my vision is ultimately just to grow the section and grow the interaction between the lodges and the section in order to make our lodges as high performing as possible, as thriving as possible. And I do feel we're doing that with our section leadership conference, with our council of chiefs meetings, and really just with the events that the section is giving an opportunity to, or is giving, is being given an opportunity to attend and giving the opportunity to train at and really just show, deliver our experience and tell our experience and how we feel that lodges can best be thriving and best be high performing. So, and ultimately that's the vision of any section chief is to make their section better and put on a good conclave. So I do feel that's a bit of a basic answer, but I do really believe that through now, through June 12th is going to be an amazing five months, an amazing remainder of the term. And we are going to have a successful conclave, a successful act conference and maximize the amount of conversation we can have between our lodges, whether it's in the section or at LTF with a lodge from Maine or a lodge from California. It's just providing these experiences, providing these opportunities to all the airmen in our section so that they are given the tools to high perform. So I think it's really great that you have so many things, but when you look at it after your term is over, what do you think one thing that you want to be your legacy will be or should be? You're really hitting hard with the questions this, this time. Jeez, that's, we're getting deep really quickly. Oh, yeah. But um, really, I want my legacy in this section to be how 
and again, I, I hate to keep hitting you with this, but how, how thriving our lodges are, how well our lodges are doing, and ultimately how, how capable the section is at helping our lodges or at helping the lodges of any five. And, you know, that's providing tools in our LTF and providing tools at our SLC, at our conclave. But really, it's just having conversations with lodge chiefs. And I'm not going back to the events thing, but really just calling lodge chiefs. I, I talk to a lot of the chiefs of any five quite often. And it's really just talking to them, seeing what's up, seeing how you can help them. And on top of that, um, we have we didn't do this last year, but we did the year before. We're bringing back our scholarships from any five. So we have our scholarship for high adventure as well as our scholarship for NOAC, helping somebody who might be, uh, you know, less financially stable than some, than some of the other people in the OA, giving them the opportunity to go to the same event that we are and really helping them to get to NOAC, helping them to get to high adventure so that they can fall in love with the OA the same way that we are. So really, I'm I'm just trying to get as many people as I can to fall in love with the OA that I've been dedicated to for the past five years and ultimately i think if i'm successful in that if my if matt and carson and our cvcs are successful in doing that at conclave or successful in doing that in the slc i i consider that a very successful term and a very very stable legacy for me i love that uh but i think on top of how you just named so many great things that you want to do with so many great people and you're, you know you're pointing to you know you're uh your, your other officers with you. And I think that's amazing. Uh, you know, you can't get to the spot where you are without having someone who's influenced you. You know, you can't think about other people as much as you have. So I hope that kind of leads you, you know, giving you time to think about who is your greatest influence in the OA been so far? <laughs> now, this actually isn't too hard of a question. I do. That's, that's not as hard as the other one. But um, I do feel that uh, my biggest influencer so far has been Derek Porter. Uh, when I first got inducted, he was my Alangamat. When I was section secretary, he was my lodge chief. Or sorry, when I was lodge secretary, he was my lodge chief. When I was section secretary, he was my section chief. And he was just, in the first month that I was serving as section chief, where I was really looking for some guidance, looking for some advisorship as to really better ways that I could do my job, he was extremely helpful in that. And he's been one of the people I'm closest with since I got inducted in June of 2017. Uh, and I do think that he is, he's the main reason that I'm continuing to be involved in the OA. And I know countless other people can say the same thing about him, but I do think I, he is my biggest influencer. No, as someone who, who's, you know, talked to Derek, you know, and had him on the show and, you know, got gotten a shake in his hand, you know, I think Derek's such a great guy, and I love that other people see him the way that, you know, the rest of us do as that leader, that mentor, you know. Um, and, and moving away from these deeper questions, I guess, you know, we'll give you a break now. Uh, looking at our favorite thing, Conclave, I think that's six now. Put it on the board. Um, what is one thing, like, what is one thing that Arrowman can look forward to at Conclave? So, for those of you who don't know, our theme for this year's conclave is the Olympics, a torch lit tomorrow. And with it being the Olympics, there obviously has to be some aspect of competition between lodges. So our conclave cup, which we've had since we formed as a section is expanded to include a lot more events spanning across the board. 
so that your lodges can show your lodge pride in competing in our any five Olympics or our conclave cup. And there has, there already has been trash talk started in our chiefs group chat for the section. Uh, it's usually just Unami and Ajapu going back and forth about who's going to win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, sometimes other people hop in there, but there is a lot of healthy competition that's already going on. And I think being able to see that at Conclave, being able to see the Lodge pride uh, and really able to find that balance between competing with other Lodges for the Conclave Cup trophy, as well as you know bonding with them about the similar experiences you've had in the OA is going to be a life-changing experience and a fun experience to witness. I think the trash talk at Conclave is, is next level, as I'm sure you know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I've been to Conclave last year. You know, it was fun. Uh, I, I got to ask, though, right now, do you want to just give me the Conclave Cup for me to give it to Pat, you know, next time I see him? Or you want to just I, wait? I don't know. I, I mean, judging from what Unami and Japichin are saying, they're going to win it. So... Well, yeah, of course we're going to win it. I'm, I'm telling you, you can just give the cup to me right now. And our next weekend, I'll just bring it up. I'll show everyone, you know, how we're the winners, you know. I have the uh, Conclave Cup stashed away in four uh, unpickable safes in my room. So that's not actually true. But <laughs> I, I don't actually even have it in my possession. But when I do, I will put it in four locked safes just to make sure that you can't, like, steal it from my house oh okay uh unami members go to conclave this is seven i think uh if, if we don't win the trophy this is gonna be really awkward in the future um well going back to conclave again i don't know if this is number eight maybe we'll count it uh so out of all the events that conclave is consisted of do you have a personal story or an event that you've really liked yeah so my first real big event in the OA, or I guess my second, counting NOAC in 2018, which I would count it as a big event, but the 2019 conclave at Akinikin, uh was, I think, one of the best events I've ever been to. Uh, it, was po- it was hosted by Ajipu at Akinikin Scout Reservation. Um, that was also the weekend that Wapalani nearly won the Conclave Cup. We were this close, but I think Unami beat us out. So I still hold that over your guys' head. Uh, I still hold resentment. Oh, but, maybe, um, maybe we'll hold it over you guys, you know. Ima- imagine losing, you know, to Unami by this much, you know. Wapalani can't win it this year, so you might have an open road. Who knows? Oh, but, we, we, we don't need that open road. We'll, we'll fight to the end. We, we got this. I think the best part about that conclave was – and this is kind of a stupid answer, the volleyball tournament. Uh, volleyball has always been a very, conclave volleyball has been a very integral part of Wapalani Lodge. And um, we unfortunately did not win. I believe Unami also beat us in that. Um, but I think that that was where I met them and the conclave cup in general and the home run derby as well was when I met a lot of people that I still hold relationships to my day or to this day. Uh, in the home run derby, I came in second place to Matt Carlson before I knew who Matt Carlson was and before he was serving as my section vice chief. So he still holds that over my head. But, um, you know, just him, Eddie Smedley, who's an old Lenape chief, our relationships that I still hold uh, are friends, people that I still call friends. 
And I think that that aspect right there is the single best thing about the OA is being able to bond with people who you never would have met and forming those lifelong relationships. I've seen countless pictures of what they call lodge chief weddings when a lodge chief is getting married and essentially every other lodge chief in that lodge's history is at that wedding as his groomsman. And it's just seeing that picture and seeing those stories make me very happy because I know they felt the same thing that I feel and they have the same relationships that I have both with my officers and with my advisors and with people that, you know, I've known over the past couple of years. So it was a, it was a rough loss, but I do think it ended well in the end. No, I, I think, you know, a little bit of losing is what makes winning so great, you know, and that's why one day when you guys win the Conclave Cup, inevitably, probably the year we can't win it, you know, It'll feel so great, you know. <laughs> so uh, moving on from Conclave, you know, I think we're at like nine. Uh, are you going to NOAC this year? Yes, I am. Um, I'm serving as a staff member on NOAC on the engagement committee. Um, so I will be there. Uh, and I do recommend that anyone else that is even thinking about going to NOAC goes to NOAC. It's our first one in four years. Uh, the, the senior staff or the section chiefs and national officers are putting everything we have into this event uh, and promoting it and making sure that the activities and the shows are the best thing that they can possibly be. When I went in 2018, it was an absolutely life-changing experience. Uh, it's, I said this before, it was one of the best weeks of my life, right up there with the 2017 Jamboree. But I do... I want to see every single, I don't know. I can't see viewers on this podcast. I don't know who listens to this because I don't have the numbers, but every single person who's listening to this podcast, I expect to see it. No, at Kyle, I hope you hold them to that. Uh, that's just <laughs> a lot of pressure, man. There's like one guy in Germany who listens to us. One guy in China. I think you, you just like, oh, okay. thanks Mike. Now I have a lot of Let's work to do. 50%. 50%. Okay. 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 That is doable, mainly because anyone who listens to the podcast should already be part of Unami Lodge, who's already going to NOAC. And if you're not going to NOAC, there's still spots left. You should go to NOAC. Okay. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, you know, you also answered my question. I just asked if you're going to NOAC, and you just were like, went off. And I was going to ask, why should Aramon go to NOAC? But like, thanks. Take my easy job today. <laughs> um, so once again, uh, moving away from NOAC and moving into, I guess, your more personal life. What's something that someone has said to you that like changed your life almost? We just went from like here to here. In terms oh yeah. Of deep no, we, we got to like uh, ask these questions. So then when people see you at NOAC or Conclave, they're just like, oh, hey, bro, you know, it's best friends. You know, we play Fortnite all the time or whatever. <laughs> so I think the, and it doesn't have to be a positive thing that somebody said to me, right? No, I don't care. You know, it's... Okay. <laughs> this is an open conversation. All right. So I'll start off with the positive. So this really happened recently. Is I was um I was asked to be a part of the peer ministry in my high school, which is when the seniors and juniors meet with eighth graders and the freshmen once a week to kind of welcome them to the high school because we have eighth graders in our high school for some reason. So it's kind of just welcome them into the building, make them feel more safe in a threatening environment when you have big, bad seniors walking around the hallways, uh, which now that I am a big, bad senior, 
it uh, it questions me why they're scared of us. But <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you just like downplayed the other scene here, or you just like downplayed yourself. Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't think we're that threatening, but <laughs> I've known them since sixth grade, so who knows? But we are like I are tall, and they're like four eight, so that might be why. But really, it's just an interaction that I had over the course of a couple times that I saw this um this kid. I'm not going to say his name. Uh, I'll, I'll call him Ricky. I'll call him Ricky. Um, so every week we kind of, you know, we mess around with the class. We make them have fun. And this one kid, Ricky, keeps Ricky keeps walking up to me and like talking to me and things like that, you know. And then he told me that like I was someone he looked up to. And over the two months that I got to spend with him in that classroom, he you know, started to really like the, the what we're doing there. And actually, I believe I'm playing Madden with him tonight. Um, so that just came out of nowhere. But that was one of the positive interactions. Now, one of the more negative interactions was when I was in, I was 12 or 13. And my committee chair, who now is someone I'm very close to, then I thought did not like me in the slightest. And when I was first elected lodge secretary, he pulled me aside for my star scoutmaster conference because my dad was my scout or scoutmaster, so he couldn't do the scoutmaster conference. And he said something about like, oh, you're too active in the OA. You're not dedicating enough time to your troop. You know, the troop doesn't see you as a leader, which at that time I was 13. I was like crushed. Like that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Uh, but that really kicked me in the gear. I obviously didn't stop being involved with the OA. I, I went from lodge secretary up to here, but it really kicked me to really start serving in more of a level in my troop. I started putting a lot more work into my troop because in a way, I, I think he was right. I, I do think that I was kind of slipping up on my responsibilities in the troop. So that really kicked me in the gear. That really helped me to start on being able to balance multiple things. You know, at that time, I hadn't really done anything at the same time as anything else. So, you know, between school, the OA, the troop, my uh, baseball, things like that, it really helped me to develop those time management skills, develop those really the skills that you're able to split between multiple different things to um, really be able to help me where I am right now, who has a lot of different things going on at the same time, such as planning a NOAC and a conclave at the same time, which is eventful but um yeah that really just made me realize that i needed to focus up i needed to you know better myself and be able to build those skills so that i can serve my troop and serve my lodge in the same capacity no i, I think that's such a terrific thing that you've actually said because i don't think i've heard anyone talk too much about their own personal troops and we don't really ask many questions about them you know but i think it's great that you know you're telling us and everyone else out there that besides being involved on the section level, you know, you have a troop, you know, you're your own person, you know, you come down to the small town, this, you know, one building where these, you know, just kids that, you know, who knows how you, you know, you're, you interact with them, but you know, you don't know them probably very well. Um, but I think it's just great that you like to talk about your troop and how much that, you know, you care for them and how much they mean for you now, especially, you know, I, I love that, uh, someone like myself who's been involved with my troop for so many years 
uh, and I still talk to all the kids in there and the youth, and I, you know, try to visit. But I think it's just great that we can hear from you, you know, that you care about your troop. That, that's a really nice thing. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the primary function of the OA is to better our troops. So, and the troop comes first. For me, too, I put the troop first um, at every meeting. Uh, I don't serve in much of a capacity because I'm not SPL anymore. I'm just a JASM. So I don't really have that many responsibilities when it comes to my troop. But I still, I still do remain active in it. And also another funny story about that committee chair is he got one of my mentor pins at my Eagle Court of Honor. So that's kind of how that relationship took a full 180. Wow. But yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's relatively incredible. Have you ever told him this, that like the words he said back then meant so much to you now? I actually said it in my speech for his mentor pen. I was like, I didn't think you liked me. And here we are. So. <laughs> Hi, man. Uh, I think that's like just great that you get to share that entire story with like, quote unquote, the world, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Send on the video when we're done and be like, hey, I think you should listen to this. And he's going to be like, oh, man, he's talking about me. Dang. Now everyone knows. Um. <laughs> I didn't name it by name, but you know who you are, you know. <laughs> um, so you know, backtracking just a little bit. Uh, when did you know you wanted to do something like being a section leader, where you get to bring this joy and long-lasting memories to other people? So, it really all started when I was a lodge leader. You know, I obviously had the opportunity to plan and interact with, or plan events and interact with, countless airmen, both getting inducted that weekend and not um, just remaining active. And that was, that was fun. That was, you know, I, I'm still close with a lot of the people I started out in the lodge with a lot of the people who uh, really didn't want to run for positions. And a lot of the people who are, you know, 23 now that aren't able to hold positions, but that really, really what made me realize that there was a section and that there was a section officer team was when Derek became section chief. And that was my first conclave, was the 2019 conclave that I talked about before. And that really just gave me the opportunity to see our section chief at the time, Jeremy, uh, interact with people. You know, the main job of a section chief at a conclave is to talk to people. It's to walk around and talk to everyone that's going to your conclave and really just make them feel at home, make sure they're enjoying it, getting any feedback that you can. And watching him do that and watching how really just, for lack of a better word, cool he was. He was like one of my, he was also one of my inspirations. He's all, he's still serving as one of our section advisors for communications. So really just seeing the way he gets to interact with people, seeing the way that people's faces were like happy and they were talking to him and they enjoyed the event more because they were able to talk with Jeremy. And I'm not saying that as like, oh, the section chief is some sort of higher being. It's like, I'm not saying that. I want to put that on the record, that that's not what I mean. I mean that like, seeing, like when I was at Conklin, when I talked to Jeremy, it was some like, like I looked up to him a, a lot. And talking to him changed my life. And now that I'm in his shoes, I can see that it changed his life as well. Because whenever I talk to a new airman, whenever I can get those experiences that I may have also had to go through, those tribulations, I it changes my life just as much as it changed mine back then. And really that just, 
just kicked me into, I want to be able to serve in this position. I want to be able to talk to Arrowman. I want to be able to put on an ama- help put on an amazing conclave and um, an amazing section event. And uh, really just from there, the path happened. <laughs> no, I, I think a great way to put that almost in perspective uh, is that when I was my ordeal, you know, my uh, EMAT was Reese, who's like my advisor now. And I don't know if I've ever told him this, where I was like, he talked to me just a little bit, you know, and I responded, you know, um, but that kind of made me like a lasting impact. And now, you know, I work with him, which is kind of weird, you know, kind of came around full circle. So I guess, you know, if you're, if anyone's listening, uh, I guess, you know, if your position of power, quote unquote, power or leadership position, talk to those younger airmen, I guess you could agree with this, you know, it just makes such a Absolutely. lasting change. Yeah, and it is a very significant part as of serving as a lodge chief, serving as a section chief, really, and serving as any leadership position in the OA. It's a very significant part of your job is to talk to people, make them feel at home, make them feel welcome, really just get more people involved to grow your lodge. Yeah. So as we are coming down to the end of our interview, uh, we got two more rounds of different kinds of questions. So first, we got rapid fire questions, and you're going to answer with your favorite thing. Ready? So we got like nine things, right? Okay. So your favorite food? Sushi. Ooh. Color? Blue. Animal? Monkey. Movie? Oof. Uh... Mm, this is tough. I can never answer this question. Got to no, pick. Now you see me. No, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. All right, good answer. TV show? Suits. Sport? Actually, TV show West Wing. Sorry, I'll go back to that. Sport baseball. Song? Oof. Still Dre by Dr. Dre. <laughs> That's a really good answer. We're all person from history. Uh, John F. Kennedy. Lastly, do you have a favorite patch? A favorite patch? Ooh. This uniform is kind of devoid of patches, but um, I would say a really important one on my not polywill uniform uh, is my NYLT staff patch and my NYLT participant patch. Uh, I'm, I'm still serving as an NYLT staff member for my council. It's a very, very fun part of my life. And uh, even similar to the OA, my best friends are with me there. My best friends are with me in the OA. Some of my best friends are with me at NYLT. So I got to say, I know I'm kind of going past your rapid fire part, <laughs> but um, yeah, NYLT staff patch. All right. And then our final couple questions that are just like fun questions, as I say, does pineapple belong on pizza? Absolutely not. Okay. Mike's wrong. Is McDonald's better than Burger King? Yes. Is Coke better but than Wendy's Pepsi? Wendy's is better than both. Oh, no. No. Is Coke better than Pepsi? I think Coke for hot dogs, Pepsi for hamburgers. That sounds like you dip your hamburgers and hot dogs in Coke or Pepsi. I Only sometimes. Oh, uh, okay. I Actually, this is awkward. I have both an empty two liter of Coke and an empty two liter of Pepsi next to me right now. So I haven't drank in them in a while, but that's ironic. He's a I fan. Think. That's what matters. I'm Is cake better than ice cream? Yes. Should you bite or lick ice cream? I bite. If you were a dinosaur, what kind of dinosaur would you be? 
a pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Oh. I can fly. So. so now that now that we're like in this like crazy world where we all play Wordle, do you play Wordle? Yes, and I was very angry with the Wordle from today. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Today's word because uh, this doesn't come out for a hot second was vivid. I didn't get that yes, one. Yes, I did not get it either. So would you agree that Wordle truly has gotten harder? Yes, since New York Times has bought bought your <laughs> since the New York Times has bought Wordle, the words suck. All right, do he's on the global? record. Huh? Do you play global? I do not. It's very similar, except you have to guess where the country is. Oh, I don't like that. All right, but with that being said, that's all of our questions. Mike, do you have anyone you want to shout out real quick, or something you're working on that you want to tell everyone about? You know, what? I'm gonna. He'll probably be mad at me for doing this. I'm gonna shout out. Um, my advisor, Wayne Hampton, uh, one of the best advisors out there, as well as the 2015 National Vice Chief, currently serving as the Associate Section Advisor for Conclaves, Donald uh, J. Stevens. So I'd also like to shout him out. That's a lot of words, man. Uh, hi to both yeah. of you. I don't really know either of you, but hi. Um... You'll meet them at Conclave. That's double digits, by the way. We hit 10. Man, numbers are fitting <laughs> out of here i can barely count to nine anyway with that being said that's the end of our episode if you liked it follow us or listen to another episode come to conclave that's 11 i think go to noack also for any unami lodge members see this flag that i'm pointing at if you're listening i'm very sorry you can buy that flag now at one of our upcoming weekends thank you for listening we hope you guys enjoyed our episode and we'll see you next time bye thank you so much kyle